and welcome to Romancing the Amazon. I'm Melody. I'm Zoe. And I'm Elizabeth. This week, we're taking a short break from our typical format, and we're going to introduce the theme of January. Drum roll, please. (laughs) 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 So in January, we're going to be reading billionaire romances. Actually, not my favorites, but whatever. It'll be fun. (laughs) Exactly. So we've done one genre that we love romantic comedies one that's kind of a mixed bag holiday romances Uh and so now we're going into one that we kind of dislike for the most part it's not the favorite of any one of us Mm -hmm. but it is a prolific huge subgenre of romance it's (laughs) everywhere so we figured we'd give it its own little section so we're going to read a few billionaire romances You guys read many billionaire romances already? No. I've read a couple. I have read plenty before. Yeah, I'm with Elizabeth. I've read several. It's kind of hard to avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a difficult one to go out of your way to avoid. And usually you can still find some good ones within the genre, even if it's not your favorite. Yep. Yeah. If I have read more than I think, which I may have, it's probably because I don't think of them as billionaire romances. And that would be a Millionaires secondary. count. <laughs> Millionaires yeah. count yet yeah, rich heroes. Okay, I have read plenty with rich heroes, but I just don't think of them in the same subgenre. Usually something else is more prevalent. Mm-hmm. So I think of it mm-hmm. as that instead. Well, so we can't just have a wealthy hero. I feel like there are a few other things that need to be in place for it to be considered like a billionaire romance. Mm-hmm. Like what? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) I think the hero needs to, at some point, fly the heroine somewhere, either in his private plane or in first class Oh, Uh on a commercial plane. He probably pays for an apartment for her or has her stay in his penthouse apartment. Yeah. Penthouse apartments are a big Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Okay. That's all I can think of right now. (laughs) Well, there are certain tropes that are so closely tied in with the genre that if they're not present, it doesn't feel like a billionaire romance to me. Right. Yeah. Um, Like it pretty much has to have an alpha hero. Absolutely. You could have a super, super rich beta hero and it wouldn't feel like a billionaire romance. Right. Yeah. That's probably one of the things that I don't love about billionaire romance is they're all super alpha. Me too. And that tends to be the biggest downside to the genre because Alpha heroes are very tricky. Yep. I like them when they're done well, but it takes a lot to make me think it's done well. Yes. Because yes. mostly they're just overbearing and... Jerks. Jerks. <laughs> yeah. The other big thing I think that usually comes up is he's determined not to fall in love. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's rare. I don't think I've ever come across a billionaire romance where the billionaire was looking for love. Yeah. You know, they sort of stumble into it. They might be looking for a sexual relationship, but they're not yeah. looking for genuine romance mm-hmm. until they get hit with the clue bat later on. <laughs> Since we've already started talking about the tropes, what are some other common tropes that we have seen in romance or billionaire romances? 
Um, I don't know if I would call it a trope, but maybe a theme. Mm-hmm. The sex is typically kind of raunchier. Oh, yeah. I When yes. I was looking for billionaire romances, a lot of them were BDSM. Yeah, you get a lot kinkier sex in billionaire romances. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Because they can afford to have their own personal sex dungeon? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There's that. I also think there were a couple of really big billionaire romance novels that they didn't start the genre, but they sort of repopularized it. Yeah. And those had those elements. Mm -hmm. If you look at like Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's a lot that's in that that other writers have then gone to since. Yeah. Yeah. As far as tropes go, I do expect to see boss-employee relationships. That'll be a big one. Pretty common. And uh, any kind of Cinderella story element, you know, where she's really poor and maybe hiding it or something. Uh huh. Um, I have occasionally seen kind of the opposite, where the billionaire is the one hiding their wealth. Yes. Where it's like secret billionaire. He's trying to pretend to be a normal person. The secret billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like they're... There are a lot of uh, fake relationships for some random reason. Uh-huh. Like, he needs to be married for an inheritance or, uh-huh. I don't know. People come up with fake relationships for the most wild reasons. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I feel like you see that more in this one where it starts off as it's just for show and then they develop feelings. Is there anything you guys would like to see in a billionaire romance that you haven't seen before? I think I'd like to see, well, because usually it's the man who's the billionaire, yes. thus the alpha males, <laughs> etc. I think I'd like to see one where the heroine is on equal footing. Like where a double billionaire romance? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or even just the reverse. I don't, I've never read one where the heroine is the billionaire and the hero is yeah. the everyday guy. They do that in movies sometimes, but not, not really in the books. Yeah, but I feel like in movies it comes along with uh, she's a career woman and yeah. that's always portrayed as a negative thing. It is. Naughty, naughty Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except that's often like Lifetime movies <laughs> or something like that. Elizabeth, is there anything you would like to see that you haven't before? Oh, see, I think that's a really interesting question because this is, like I said, it's not one of my favorite genres. I'm trying right. to think what would improve it without changing it from being a billionaire romance, right? Because uh-huh. if you take away the alpha hero, it wouldn't feel like it to me. Right. Maybe more friends to lovers. Yeah. yeah, and that would put them on more even footing, uh-huh. probably. Start out with some sort of solid friendship in place uh-huh. before it moves into romance. I don't see that as often with billionaire romances. I could go for more of that. Good call. Uh-huh. So what do you guys like about the genre? Oh, gosh, that's harder than the dislikes. Exactly. That's why I asked. It's much easier to come up with things I don't like. I do like that money is not 
An issue. An issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. It may be the issue between the main characters. Uh-huh. Like, does she love me just for my money or for who I am? And she's like, but he's got so much money. How can I compare or be worth it or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just, but it, in terms of providing things and necessities. Well, for example, in Perfect for You, the hero in Perfect for You is a lawyer and he takes what's her name to this museum for this privately catered dinner mm-hmm. with precious jewels. And that had to cost a fortune. And that was part of my thought process when we were reading this was I don't think he could live in San Francisco by himself <laughs> and, and afford that. And afford that. But in a billionaire romance That would be nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that doesn't take you out of the story at all when uh-huh. something extravagant happens. Yeah. So you that's can enjoy the extravagance. Yes. A little more. And I think that ties in with probably my favorite, which would be one of the heroine getting introduced to new things. Yeah. yeah. Like there's something super fun about seeing someone go somewhere they've never been mm-hmm. or discover doing something they've never had a chance to try. Mm-hmm. And that's something you love in real life. You know, that moment when you get to introduce your friend to something new. Yeah. And it's fun to read about it too. And so when a billionaire can sweep you off and you've never left your hometown and suddenly you're on vacation in Maui, like there's a sense of wonder involved in that that you enjoy seeing other people go through. Yes. Yeah. I just thought of another thing. Typically, when your hero is, you know, super alpha and super rich, the heroine has to have some pretty strong characteristics as well. Yeah. And she has a very strong personality mm-hmm. and she's very good at something. Yeah. And that's why the billionaire uh, is attracted to her. Yeah. It can't just be physical. Yes. The ones that I feel like work the best are the ones that have a heroine who's like that. Yeah. yeah. And when they try for a heroine who's like that, but they fail to make you believe it, that's when those it's are awful. the ones that fall the most flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is nice when the heroine does have that strong personality and you get to see her blossom. Well, she also often has new opportunities to kind of show that backbone and her abilities. Right. Mm-hmm. And usually it comes with someone who appreciates what she can do. Next week, we'll be reading Snowed In with the Billionaire, a holiday collection by Lila Monroe. In Snowed In with the Billionaire, an event planner finds that a sexy rock star client plus an unexpected blizzard equals a very private party for two. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Let us know your thoughts and read along. We'll catch you next time.